Small Business Focus on The Money Show. Welcome to The Money Show. I'm Bruce Whitfield. Pablo Fatidi's in studio with me this evening. The Small Business Focus brought to you by MTN SME ProPack. Welcome to the new world of business. You met a guy that you've been fighting with on Twitter for the last three years this evening. Well, you interviewed him a little bit earlier, actually. We've been having debates on and off for about three years now. Songhez or Zibi, the new editor of Business Day. But that's the magic of social media, isn't it? Because yeah. you've been, you, you don't know this guy from Adam, but you're interacting on a daily basis and I'll finally get to meet him. Yeah, and, and also uh, the, the range of topics, the range of debates was quite wide. So it was from politics to business to social issues. Lots of commentary coming up from Songhez. I think we're going to have a a new, fresh lease of life into that. Paper. Okay, so you may give the pub of thumbs up to Songhez or Zibi's appointment as the editor of Business Day. We're talking this evening about that first business, the first business ever that you get to start up. And we, we played with this 18 months ago with the Thousand Rand Challenge because we were trying to see whether or not it was possible. Um, we got an email the other day. From mm. somebody who who wrote a letter to Pavlo, dear Mister Fatidis. <laughs> so we nearly wrote it off, saying this, we can't treat anybody seriously. Of course, Pavlo, <laughs> Mister Fatidis. Um, but I, I got the email. We read the email from a from a guy called Jamie Cottrell. He's a grade twelve student with a phenomenal business idea. I'm going to get him to pitch his idea to you because an email is all well and good, but I want to hear Jamie Cottrell's voice. I want to hear what he's made of. Uh, Jamie in Lindhurst this evening. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm doing very well, thanks, and yourself? Very good, thank you. Grade 12 student, where do you go to school? Uh, King School, Lindbergh Park. Okay, very good. So you're in Lindbergh Park, you're at school, and you've got a business idea. What motivated you to write about your business idea to Mr. Fititis? You can call him Uncle Pablo. He's not that, <laughs> he's not, he's not that caught up on time. And I'm not old enough to be your uncle either, Jamie. So. <laughs> Okay, so, so I can just call you Pablo. There we go. Please do. Please do. Okay, okay. Well, basically what happened is uh, I'm quite interested in technology, cell phones, laptops, that sort of thing. And um, I, I found out that uh, there are a number of manufacturers that aren't available in South Africa that produce cell phones for considerably cheaper than what can be available in South Africa. So I started looking. So I started thinking that, okay, may, maybe I can have a business idea where I import these cell phones. So I started looking around for suppliers. And uh, bottom line, I, I couldn't raise enough capital in order to import these cell phones. But what I did find is that I, uh, there are various other products. Uh, the specific product that I, did, I discovered was um, an external power pack. Uh, it's basically an external battery pack with a solar panel for charging, and then you can obviously charge it at the wall socket as well. And uh, you can plug your phone into this, and you can charge even if you don't have a wall socket. Uh, I'm in Scouts, and I'd, I like to go on camps a lot. And I frequently find that it's always a struggle to get my phone to last through the weekend. Because obviously I'm having to make calls um, occasionally, especially if I'm taking younger scouts out on a hike. So uh, this sort of product I thought would be very useful to me. So I started to look around and uh, specifically I looked on bid or buy and I found that other people were selling these. Um, and I also discovered, I also checked around at other stores and I found that uh, you, can't, you can't really get these. I checked the game, Incredible Connection, you can't really get an external battery pack via retail so i thought that uh, so um i managed to find a supplier i checked them out i found that they were good and um i ordered a number of these external battery packs okay jamie I mean, pablo is a little bit gobsmacked because he's listening to the process that you've gone through and he's listening um to the detail that you've gone to and i think he's a little bit impressed i am a little bit let's just unpack the four things that jamie said over there okay that really everyone should be applying. The first thing is, Bruce, 
he identified an area that he has an affinity for. Yep. Tech orientated, tech savvy, enjoys tech. Tech is a place in the space you want to be. And why is that important? Because if you want to make money and if you want to start a business, you've got to find something that you have an affinity for, something that you think you could enjoy. And the reason is that when you start that business, you're going to get 50 no's before you get your first yes. If you don't love what you do, in other words, if you don't have a passion for what you do, you're not going to be able to find a way through that. Mm. The second thing is he started with cell phones and eventually moved on to these battery packs. So there was a famous, famous, famous man who unfortunately died, and I've mentioned him before on the show, Carl Gustav Jung. Yes. The guy who tutored under Freud, he was a psychologist, and he really tried to unpack the way that we operate as human beings. And he spoke about this thing called the superior replacement. And what he said is that you must set an intent in life, a goal in life. But the one thing you can be sure of is that the road you're following is most likely the wrong, the wrong road. If you keep your eyes open and you go on that road consciously, you will find an alternative path, which is probably the right road. In this instance over here, Jamie moved from cell phones into power packs. He found something that was more viable, less, comp lump, less competition out there. The next thing he did is he used what he had. And what he had was his affinity for technology. But more importantly, he looked at his own needs. And he said, I'm a scout. I go out there. I run out of power. How many other people are there like this out there? He then went into the market to say, well, if I have this need, why can't I satisfy it in the current market? And the current market doesn't offer it other than bid or buy. Bang. They're the makings of a really good idea. It's all there. Okay. Now, um, Jamie in Lindhurst, what do you need precise help from with, with, from Pablo? What would you like him to guide you on? Well, my, my main thing currently is marketing because um, I've listed this thing on bid or buy, but um, I, I haven't had that, that many views. What, what I think is people don't really know that these, um, these battery packs exist, so they're not really searching for them. Also, um, because this is my first time selling on bid or buy, I don't have any reviews, um, so people might be a bit wary. So I'm just wondering how I can better market this particular idea. Okay, Jamie, I'm going to ask you to listen on the radio because you've given us lots of food for thought and you've done a spectacular job of selling it and we wish you a huge amount of luck with it and I'm hoping that Pablo's input is going to guide you um, down the path and, and, and help you make, turn this into a success. Um, so marketing something in an environment where you don't have a marketing brain or anything else, you've got a really good idea, but you're just kind of stuck in a bit of a bottleneck. Okay, so this is where I think I would have done things slightly differently. Once I'd done all the research that I'd done, and I can see in the email there's some extensive costings over here. Yeah. So it's accounted for everything. When you unpack your business idea, Bruce, there are a couple of things you want to get right. The first is you need to find out who your customer is. So the mere fact that I would need this thing is a good indicator. But what are my circumstances and where do I find people like me? Do people like me shop on bid or buy? Or can I find them in a community somewhere? Where do I find these people? I'm pretty certain that Jamie is staring his customers in the eyes every weekend when he goes to Scouts. Because if he has that issue, surely there are other Scouts that have the same issue. The, the approach I would have taken is I would have turned around and said, okay, I'm selling this thing for 1,500 Rand. It's 500 Rand cheaper than the next version of it on Bid or Buy. And that's what I see in his email over here. It's costing me... I'm sorry, Jamie, but this is an important part of the mathematics. Yes. About 350, 400 odd, sorry, about 400 odd rand. There's a good margin over there. What I will do 
is I'm going to go and speak to a couple of scouts that I know and say, listen, I've got this product. This is what it does. This is why we need it. It's going to be selling for 1,500 rand. But if you pay me a deposit of 500 rand now, I will bring it to you in a month at 1,000 rand. I'm going to give you a 33% discount. Yep. And get get them to be the resellers. Well, no. Sell one. Yeah. And immediately what that means is that the four that you import, if you don't sell them at all after that, your total loss is 300 rand as opposed to 1,500 rand. Sell two. You've already made a profit of 700 rand. And if the others don't sell, well, then you've got stock for yourself. So de-risking the business means sell before you buy. Don't sell with hope, sell with certainty. And that's direct selling. You've got to use persuasive skills. You've got to find the market. You've got to coerce. You've got to convince. You've got to get on your knees and beg. You've got to pavement pound. That's how entrepreneurs de-risk their businesses. Okay, that is the one way of doing it. He has asked a very specific question, however, as to how he gets greater profile on a site like Bid or Buy. I need you to think about that. Pablo Fatidi is in studio with me uh, on The Money Show. Um, we, we're talking about uh, the famous uh, Jamie Cottrell, who's uh, run a business idea past us. Uh, and you, you've given a really good idea as to how you get your connections and your mates to go and do the hard work for you um, because you sell them the product at a big discount. You allow them to go off and make a decent profit margin as well because they're taking some risk but in doing that you de-risk your own business jamie's question however was because he wants to use uh, electronic channels as the method to sell it can get a far broader audience but he doesn't have the reviews on bid or buy he doesn't have the presence on bid or buy and he's wondering how he penetrates the bid or buy market okay so the first the first thing uh, my first recommendation is obviously direct selling pavement pounding but that's not the only When you bring a new product in or when you offer a new service, Bruce, you need to open up the horizon of selling opportunities. You will sell to anyone and everyone that you possibly can. In this instance, the active process is the pavement pounding face-to-face selling. The passive process, he's already got in play, and that's sitting on bid or buy. So when you put something onto bid or buy, you've got to start thinking about how people buy through the Internet in South Africa. We're in the very, very early stages over here. For Jamie, it might be second nature, but for most of us, it's a space that's a little bit uncertain and it's a little bit uncomfortable because when I buy and I make that payment, how do I know that there will be delivery? But yeah. buy pretty much makes sure of that. But how do I know that what I'm buying is what I'm buying? So when you, inter- when you, when you, ad- when you advertise and sell on the internet, Jamie, you've got to get some fantastic photographs of this product. You need to get side views, top views, bottom views, plan views, inside views, outside views. That's the first thing you do. Demonstrate the product because the picture sells a thousand words when it comes to internet shopping. The next thing is you need to develop a whole series of FAQs, frequently asked questions. You must sit and imagine what would prevent people from buying your product. Are they uncertain about certain features on it? Are they uncertain about delivery? How would delivery work? How does payment work? What does the packaging look like? How long will it take once I paid for it? Is there a money-back guarantee of sorts? Now, bid and buy, that's quite hard to, to yeah. offer, but it might be something that you elect to do. And then you need to give some certainty in the fre- frequently asked questions as to how you're going to deliver that. The third thing is you need to have, you're either going to use a bid or buy payment gate or a different payment gate, but use a payment gate that's well-known that people are very comfortable with. The fourth thing is, Use a branded courier company. 
because that starts to build the confidence that whilst I'm looking at this thing on the screen, I'm excited by the price. I'm excited by the features that you've stated over here. I can see that you've thought through all my concerns and you've answered all those questions. And now you're using brands that I'm familiar with. Those brands lend you, a person with no credibility at this very early stage, with credibility. You piggybacking off on them. Very good. Yeah. Okay, so I mean that, that that's the way of doing it. Now, what about um, what many of the multinationals do, the big global players, is they go and provide free samples to people they regard as influencers. Um, the risk here, I suppose, becomes that you put your product into the mainstream and a game or a Dion sees what you're doing and then goes, hmm, we can get them at uh, 350 bucks. We can then charge the 1500 bucks. We can make all of the margin. Um, how do you operate in that sort of landscape where you bring in a new concept that then the main buyer from a large corporation sees the idea and then basically adapts it for themselves? Well, that can never be prevented. Firstly, when you buy anything from China, it's highly unlikely that you have exclusivity around anything. And that's the biggest risk he faces. That is, if it's great, somebody will, with, with more buying power will pick it up from him. Correct, Bruce. But here's the thing. This is not going to be Jamie's final business. No. This is really just to draw blood, to start getting the experience, to start getting a sense that there might be something behind this over here. If Jamie were to stick at this and he were to then eventually build up an entire selection and range of products and he's doing it in this manner and he reduces his supply and delivery costs, eventually he'll be able to compete with the Dion's or a Macro, whoever the case might be, simply because he doesn't carry that massive overhead he doesn't offer a whole lot of other features and benefits, and he could be the price guy on volume. So I think that's probably the angle I would go. But I don't believe that this is a space where you build a business. Unless you have exclusivity over a brand, unless you have intimate knowledge, unless you have targeted a very, very niche community that no one else is going to be bothered targeting, it's very hard to build, let's call it, barriers around your opportunity. This is simply to get him into the traffic, and as Jung said, he will find a more viable superior replacement down the line. But he's an amazing guy. And uh, Andrew and Bryanston, let's just talk to Andrew and Bryanston. Hello, Andrew and Bryanston. You want to help Jamie? How can you help? Hi, Bruce. How are you? Very good. How can you help Jamie? Yeah, no, well, I've imported for about five years now and got unique technology products um, into the country. One thing we have done is done exclusive rights on products. Um, which which is very difficult to do. But um, if Jamie needs any help on distribution and um, accessing stores and and things like that, we, I'd be very happy to sit down with him. And you promise you're not going to nick his idea, Andrew? Promise us one day. No, no definitely not. We we we've got our we've got our own products, and um, I, I, I think Jamie is probably almost looking at the wrong industry. He should be looking at, instead of cellular shops and um, the incredible connections and like, he should probably be looking at the camping areas like huh? Trappers and okay. Cape Union Mod. Andrew, um, we're going to give him your number, if that's okay. okay. Um, and um, thank you so much for your offer. You've got experience in this field. And um, if you can mentor Jamie along, you are clearly impressed with Jamie as we are impressed with Jamie. That kind of story, Andrew, is absolutely brilliant. Thanks so much for your call, Pablo. As always, thank you. My pleasure. Andrew, spot on. Work with what you've got. He knows the camping space. He knows the scouting space. 
Very good idea. Okay, Andrew, thank you so much for your call. We'll put you and Jamie in touch.